is BYOT. Bring your own tacos. Dick swinging. Swinging. You're listening to American Slacker Podcast. We can say fuck. We can say fuck. With Matthew Gertz and Jesse Landers. I don't care if it's spoken. This is cool. That's a decent amount of sausage. This man you know needs what? a doctor. Yeah. I just hope they're tasty. What's up with these clowns, man? Cut the lights and went through people's pockets. Don't you point that at each other. Let them smoke a little. You need to like step it up to that point. <laughs> we're not gonna. We're not gonna lead with the. We're not gonna lead. Uh, no. So what did you end up doing on New Year's? Uh, we went out. Me and my girlfriend, um, her sister, and a bunch of our friends. We went out to City Beer Hall. In Albany, a place that I love. It was actually a place I was telling you about. The pizza place. They give you these little coupons, man. Every time you buy a beer, and what it's good for is this like little ghetto pizza. They give you a <laughs> pizza in this, bagel? like ghetto back kitchen. It's kind of like a tortilla, almost like a really thick tortilla with a little bit of uh, sauce, barely any sauce, and a little <laughs> bit of cheese. It's not the best and pizza, but it's free pizza. It's horrible, but like let me tell you, a couple drinks in, that shit is golden. You're craving it. <laughs> And we couldn't actually get tickets like for it on New Year's, which was disappointing because we were wasted. Okay, Did they like, just we run Ubered out of pizza there or? knowing we were gonna go hard. <laughs> they just ran out of pizza. Um, I think they had it there, man, but we just didn't get any tickets. Hmm. Like I don't know why they probably were limited. Who knows? Right. Special I saw food coming stuff. out of the kitchen. I don't recall honestly if I saw pizzas coming out of the kitchen. I just know the kitchen was open. Okay. Well, it's but, a, it uh, sounds like you had fun. It was fun. Yeah, yeah. You guys, what did you guys do? Oh, uh, we were lazy as fuck. We are lame. Everyone was telling us to go out, and uh, because, you know, we're in our 20s, me and my girlfriend, and I actually had work early that day, so I got out in time to actually go do something. And we were looking around in the area, and we started, like, you know, thinking about the Uber versus, like, having to drive, and one of us DDing, and all that shit, so we decided not to go out. We just got a bottle of champagne yeah. from 7-Eleven. Fuck it. Ate a bunch of candy, okay. watched the uh, ball drop on, which is kind of shitty on the West Coast if you think about it, because it's not the real thing. They say it's live, but they show you the, mm-hmm. the East Coast New Year's. Uh, yeah, because you guys don't have the equivalent of like a monument style like ball drop, right? Right. I mean, they did. They do stuff like I. I feel like I was hearing the fireworks from San Francisco. Like fireworks are not allowed in California at all. There's a lot of concern oh my about forest God, fires and stuff like bright. that. But they'll do like the cities will do it off like the piers and shit like that. But my neighbors were all oh, okay. crazy and launching shit all over the place. That's ridiculous. That's why these big fires. I could like smell the uh, the sulfur in the air from the fireworks going off. It was it was pretty yeah. cool. Uh, I I mean we just like I said we kept it low key. Didn't spend too much yeah. money. I feel like uh, Christmas. That's nice. Kind of wiped us out. Yeah, yeah. I don't blame you, man. Like talking about the Uber shit. Fuck Uber on holidays. Like they surcharge at certain times. And, like we were sitting there for like a good thirty minutes trying to find a a good price on an Uber, like, because it was insane, dude, and yep. a good price never came. It kept going up, and then it would go down a little bit, and go up more. It's like stock. It's like Bitcoin. <laughs> dude, it was insane. So hopefully everyone Fuck else had a, an awesome New Year's and enjoyed themselves yeah. and stayed safe. Yeah. And this is the very first episode of the New Year, too. Oh, and, it uh, is. That's right. Welcome to American Slacker. Fucking, I'm Matt. And I'm always. Jesse. Happy goddamn New Year. 2018 sneaking up on you like that. Hell yeah, that man. Happened. Feels good. And I think uh, we got to start this off, of course, by thanking the people 
that have been giving us gifts for a long time. Oh, hell yeah. We got a couple of our Patreon supporters here to thank. First off, Dave Gunn. Big thank you to him. Good friend of ours. We've been playing a lot of PUBG with him on Xbox, which we've been enjoying some funny moments. A lot there. of funny moments. Yeah. Thank you yeah. for Thank your you, support. Dude. We also have Kyle Nolan Bradford from the Crime Roulette podcast. I, I've been posting stuff in their uh, Facebook group. I got to mention on their last episode, which which awesome. always makes you feel good. They're good guys. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Go check them out if you like. Uh, they, they have an interesting sense of humor. Those guys. It's definitely in, in line with <laughs> yeah. me. So I enjoy it. Go yeah. check out Crime Roulette. And also Aaron W. He's tuned into a couple of our live streams, which has been nice. He's from yeah. the Yes and I Am podcast. So make sure another great show yeah hilarious hilarious yeah. they run a little bit of a hiatus but i think i guess they're coming back soon some, yeah. some new content in the new year yeah make sure to subscribe check out the old shit and get ready for the new oh yeah and also let's throw a quick shout out to the people that are watching us on instagram live right now this is something new we're doing we're not going to keep it up so you'll only be able to see it while it's going on and we'll try to be cool about letting you know when it's going to happen in the future yeah uh, we put up a post on facebook a couple of minutes before we started recording this and also on our twitter account on our instagram so we're, we're going to try and keep you up to date as to when that's going on now we have a pod shout out pick to make this is how we give a little bit of love to the other podcasts out there we got seven retweets on our last pin tweet for episode 74 we do have one through six for you to pick matt so you get to pick one through six whoever matt picks they win our next shout out i'm gonna go with number four number four one two three four this is the cinnabud podcast and they're at c-i-n-e bud podcast cinnabud podcast to read their description for you a podcast from tpnw i'm guessing that's a podcast network your high source for discussion on horror sci-fi and action entertainment and it has the uh, twitter handles of the hosts here we got at izzy sinbud and at matt sinbud they're keeping it uniform what up i like it Across i like the board. that go check them out big winners for the uh, podcast shout-out of the week, they're going to be on our next pin tweet. How you, as a podcast host, can get your podcast featured, go and retweet our pin tweet for this episode, episode 75. And you will be entered to win that show. Oh, yeah. So, Matt. You could be picked. What do we got coming up in the show? Well, as always, we're going to start out with some bizarre news. We got a lot of good news coming out for this first episode of the year. Then uh, we got some Netflix movies. If you want to do some watching... You know, get binging on Netflix. There's tons of shit to watch. We got two movies that uh, we both enjoyed. We're going to share with you. And then we're going to wrap it up with The Wheel of Weird, which I don't even know what I wanted to land on more. This is ridiculous. We got good ones. We'll see how that turns out. So stick around. First off with our weird news, we always like to start out with a little bit of weed news. And the big news, at least for me, is the fact that California is now a recreational marijuana state along the likes of Colorado and Washington and a number, number of other states that have decided to push for recreational marijuana, including Vermont. Now, this comes with some changes uh, to a state that already had a medical-style uh, industry for their cannabis. There's things that I personally have encountered when I went to my medical dispensary, which has now changed into a recreational one, is they're not allowed to let you smell the buds anymore, the flowers, when you're purchasing them, because it's going through a distributor now, kind of like how alcohol would be provided to stores. So that's that's one big thing that kind of sucks. They're trying to find ways around it, you know, setting up a stand that's sort of like a little scratch and sniff thing. You can smell them through the glass or something. 
so yeah, that's kind of shitty. Taxes also went up. Yeah, I, I noticed that. A lot of people aren't happy about that. It seems pretty expensive. I saw a guy bought three eighths, I believe, and his tax was like forty bucks. It's a lot. That that's scary. Ours jumped from nineteen percent to thirty percent. Now, is that like a good? Well, I mean, yeah, that's one third of the fucking cost. Holy shit! Mm -hmm. So you know, I went and got two oil pens. It was a hundred dollars. I ended up paying one hundred and thirty. Wow, man. So yeah. it's it's pushing now into the levels where it's not going to be as cheap as getting it on the street. You could go and get, like, you know, cheap illegal bud, if you will, from a dealer and get a, che a cheaper price if you know the guy. That's what I'm saying. Like, also, is like, now is that going to entice, like, a legal market to occur now to continue on? I don't know. I, I mean, I feel like the convenience is more... The it's driving worth that factor fact? in that, because I like I can go and get it from a store whenever I want, rather than it, like even if you're like waiting on your guy to like give you bud and mm. you, the store's open. True. Yeah. I mean, it. it I, I. I've only had one experience, and it was one of the most fucking beautiful experiences in my life. I gotta <laughs> say. So I can't argue. I mean, it. It is. I'd pay them tax, I believe, probably, too, myself. That's that's how I look at it. And, you know, at yeah. least it's going towards the community at that point. The uh, There's a couple other things, you know, that went into effect. Like, one of the big things is uh, DUIs. If you're caught driving high or smoking while driving, you can get a DUI. And they're, put, they're pushing that through and making that a big statement so that people know you can't just, you know, get behind the wheel after having a blunt. You can't smoke in public. Uh, you can't smoke within 1,000 mm. feet of a school or daycare or center when children are present. You can't uh, smoke and drive, like I said before. Damn. And local governments and authorities have uh, the availability to make their own rules to govern use, which, you know, okay. may cause confusion for people who are applying to either start a cannabis business or even own a couple plants themselves. Yeah. So it's not uniform across the state by any means. Even uh, Kern County, for one, one uh, example, they're not allowing any cannabis businesses. Okay. Damn. Uh, one good thing that comes out of this, uh, Jack in the Box is the first re uh, fast food restaurant to kind of endorse recreational <laughs> marijuana. They partnered with a digital media company backed by Snoop Dogg to create a new munchie meal for hungry smokers. It's They have these late night munchie meals that are like five bucks and you get like tacos and like a burger and like a bunch of shit. And it's usually been aimed at stoners for the most part. This one is actually called the Merry Munchie Meal. It will be available at three California locations for a week in January. So it's kind of like a little promotional thing. Yeah. The price? $4.20. <laughs> nice. So, Perfect fitting. It's that self-advertising. It includes two tacos, french fries, onion rings, five mini churros, three chicken strips, Whoa. and a small drink. God damn, they're hooking the stoners up. Oh, that's a lot for four bucks. Dude, for four twenty? Hell yeah! That's God. I can't even get a coffee and like a bacon, egg, and cheese for that. <laughs> you could like split that with someone for like two ten a piece. You really it's could, nothing. yeah. There's enough calories there for two people. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to read a little bit more about that, we're going to be posting that article uh, that I was pulling from up on our Facebook page on Monday, as we do with our weed news. Well, our next story is way too goddamn relatable to me. Because it has to deal with this goddamn cold. And it is fucking freezing. And it's coast to coast. I know you're dealing with it quite a bit too. It's chilly over there even though it's nothing. I it's nothing like what I'm dealing with. Oh, I'd imagine. <laughs> Dude, it's so cold. I, I tried to start uh, my girlfriend's car today. And then I went to start my truck. And both of them were like not wanting to start. Really? The batteries Damn. were like drained overnight. It's, it's below zero here bitter. in New York right now. It is just fucking bitter. And... 
our story is going to cover just how fucking bitter it is. Starting off with, in Massachusetts it's so fucking cold that sharks are washing up on the shore and they're uh, stranded due to cold shock. They're literally just going into cardiac arrest because it's that cold in the ocean. And also, other animals, all the way down to Florida, they're having iguanas freeze up. And uh, what happens when the iguana, you know, subdues temperatures that are below 50, they start to get slow and then they sl- just stop. They freeze up. Yeah. So when they're in these trees... Any cold-blooded animal. They just fall out of the trees. They're not going to survive. <laughs> they do. They say that uh, if you find a frozen iguana, put him in the sun and he'll thaw out, thaw out eventually. Oh, I thought you were supposed to thaw him in warm water. No, no, no. <laughs> From what I saw... <laughs> you don't submerge him? <laughs> Are you fucking with me? <laughs> You're drowning an iguana? Oh, um, my God. I've drowned so many iguanas. I didn't know. I just keep putting them in warm water, and they're not coming back. They I don't get it. Kick and then they just stop. <laughs> oh. It's terrible. Yeah, it's kind of creepy though, because like there's a ton of fucking photos like all over social media of these iguanas that just like they look like they're fucking dead, like flopped out. People are finding them like ones like hanging on the edge of a pool. Oh god, in the pool. Yo, so are they conscious? You think while this is happening? Yeah, well, think about, like, as a human, you probably do the same thing. Your muscles probably lock up a little bit, and you just, you can't move anymore because your blood can't flow. Once your blood can't flow, you rock, you turn to, like, fucking stone, you know? (laughs) You'd have no oxygen in your brain either. It's it's probably just slowed down to a real slow creep. That one picture I saw where it was the iguana, like you said, on the edge of the pool, that's so (laughs) terrifying to think of being that iguana. Dude, I hope his little back isn't broken. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I, I would just be like, all right, don't let your weight shift. Like, as much as you can, don't fall in that pool, because you're done. Yeah. Oh <laughs> you gotta God. sink like a fucking stone iguana. He just looks like that dude at the party that drank too much and was like, I'm gonna fucking do it! And he jumps off the fucking pool roof <laughs> and does a flip and lands on the fucking deck. Breaker on the edge of the pool. Never, uh, it never ends well. It's so fucking cold here, Niagara Falls appears to have been frozen over. Oh, wow. And that's something that's that doesn't happen. Yeah, 680,000 gallons pouring over that fall. Like, each second. Like, that's how much there is. Fucking insane. So it's just getting it's getting backed up and frozen over? Yeah, yeah. So basically the temperatures are around negative 11 in the water, and uh, it's been freezing slowly but slowly. And uh, it's not all the way frozen, but the, there's a cover edge on it. And it okay. looks just like... It's really fucking cool the way it looks. Huh. In all the photos that I've seen. Yeah, I bet that doesn't happen that often. So we got, we got dead iguanas, we got I- icicle sharks, got frozen Niagara Falls... Now, one of the worst things about it being so fucking cold is that salt doesn't work anymore and fucking the roads still freeze up. So that becomes quite the issue when you have to drive somewhere. Like if you got to work, like you, weather says it has nothing to do with what you do. You have to be there regardless. You don't get snow days, mm, right? That's, yeah. You know, if you were in the Northeast, would you get a snow day? Um, no, you know what? In news, what they do is that they were nice and they sent people out in like the big news vans that like won't get stuck. Yeah, but you still had to work. Oh, yeah. yeah you, you had to get there in your personal vehicle. You still got to work. And, and they try and convince you to not leave for your safety. So then it's like, fuck them. Now they want me to work. <laughs> yeah, you, you shouldn't leave. So you're going to cover the next person. You're not going to strand me for 20 hours. a snowstorm. Fuck that. I'm walking home. You can find me in a snowbank. Yeah, the point being is, is like, it's so shitty like for the people that have to go. You got no choice, but you have to make it to work. Doctors, Because like uh, the road temperatures can easily achieve, you know, negative 20 on the uh, temperature-wise. And all it has to do is get below zero degrees Fahrenheit, and road salt is no longer applicable. I didn't, really. And that's something I didn't realize, I guess, is that, like, once it hits a certain temperature, it's, like, it's useless. 
Yeah, dude. I didn't know that either. Our weapons either. are useless. The salt's not working. Oh, yeah, dude. It fucking sucks. They gotta come up with something that's extra potent, but then it's gonna be like fucking acid to the roads. Just fucking the roads are like gone after the first year they try this shit out. So right, right now in New York, is it like the fucking scenes in Day After Tomorrow with like Jake Gyllenhaal dude, and Dennis Quaid burning fucking books just to keep alive? It feels like that right now. Like I was outside today and I was thinking, I was like, if the fucking, if somehow my heat stopped working today, like I would be fucked. Like oh, yeah. it would have to be, I would have to like figure out a way to heat this place. Like if the electric went out and shit, I'd be fucking like screwed. Yeah, like we no, have to evacuate. Be... It's that cold, man. You cannot survive, like even with all the blankets. I feel like there have been a couple, a couple of uh, fatalities from from the cold, from what I heard across the country. It's, it's yeah, bad. they're actually they're they're setting up a lot of um, different organizations to help the homeless people, like numbers Heat. that you can call, like in my Heating local area, you can call three eleven, and uh, it, they'll bring you to like social help that, that'll come pick up a homeless person if you see them outside freezing like just call this number and they'll, they'll send somebody to get them and put them in a shelter yeah which i thought out. that we need to do shit like that yeah because i've also heard stories of you know people in cities who are homeless sleeping on vents when it's cold and stuff and then you get burned by the vent so it's like either you die oh, from yeah. the cold or you burn by a fucking vent and like yeah if, if there's stuff out there to help people because yeah the sharks yeah. can't take it people can't take it turtles can't take it iguanas are falling from trees Shit's fucked up across bastards. this country. In right Florida, now. no less. Damn it. Yep. <laughs> There's no escape. <laughs> well, uh, we're heading somewhere else now. We're going to Oregon where uh, people are freaking out about pumping their own gas. Haha. <laughs> I got a personal kick out of this story. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Oregon and New Jersey were the only two states where people didn't have to pump their own gas. And it'd been like that for a while since like the 50s or so. But a new law signed last year by Governor Kate Brown of Oregon took effect Monday, and now people are required to self-serve at gas pumps. Ah, uh, poor them. Start start <laughs> learning how to pump. I guess on Facebook there was some backlash. People were, like, going nuts because they're like, I'm a native Oregonian, I haven't pumped gas ever, and I'm 62. I say no thanks, I don't want to smell like gasoline. It's like, first off, dude. <laughs> Unless you're, like, having a gasoline fight, like that scene yeah. of Zoolander. You're going to be fine. You ain't smelling like gas. Yeah. That's Don't cool. fucking light a lighter. You're good. It's, I've it's seen people on the cell phones. Like, you get covered in foam. That's what happens when you use your cell phone at a pump. It doesn't blow up. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I've heard that sets the, off the, rack. the few things with the cell phone, it was, like, static electricity that really set it off. Yeah. It's the vapors that you got to worry about. <laughs> so, people are pissed in Oregon. They're getting made fun of, of course, because they're throwing this out there on Facebook, and people are just I like, come on. Come on. Yeah, and, you know... Everybody in New York's like, come on! If people you don't have, even if, worry about freezing to death. If people have a disability or they're elderly, I'm sure that the gas station owners would be happy to accommodate them. I'm, I believe I've seen things where it's like, if you need help, please press this button and someone will come out and help you. You know? Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's not like there's not an option. Like, if you need the help, it will be there. But if you're a capable human being who can operate a vehicle, then you can fucking pump gas. Like, yeah. if you can drive yeah. that thing down the road to the gas station, I guarantee you can work a pump. Come on. You man. know, like, like when you, you used to get your license when, the, like, they first started issuing license, you had to be able to do a basic maintenance on the vehicle. You had to do, oh, the, like an oil like, change do certain mechanical. Yeah. You, you literally were required to do a certain, a few certain things. Like, yeah, changing a tire. Like, you had to crank start old cars when license were first, like, fucking. Like, wind issued, up the so. front of it? Like, a, yeah. So, like, there was a lot you had to do. So, you just couldn't just, like, show up and, like, learn the basics of, like, the parking. Granted, like, you know, we have way more, you know, 
crazy schemes with the parking and the road mm-hmm. structures today. True. That you have to deal with. But still, you have to do some fucking mechanical work. Yeah, it's good That's to know crazy. yourself. We're kind of going through some of that mechanical shit with cars right now, as you know. Ah, uh, yeah. Looking That's for never a new fun. one or debating to whether or not to fix it. What to do, but, uh, yeah. At least I know how to pump my own gas. So I guess the only state in the in the uh, union that's gonna still have people pumping your gas is Jersey, which I've I've encountered once or twice accidentally driving into New Jersey, and yeah, gas. oh yeah, someone comes up in my car. I'm like, what are you doing? I don't have money for a tip, man. I don't know what what you're thinking. You're getting. Yeah, you gotta be careful when you're in New York City because you can slip over and go to Jersey and fucking you'll get out and try to pump your gas like whoa 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 whoa, whoa, guy (laughs) hey guy (laughs) yeah you gotta have a fucking standoff over the gas pump so yeah that's what's going on in oregon people are fucking freaking out Uh, you'll 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 get used to it i'm not worried you'll get used to it after no time you know after the first couple pumps you'll be all right yeah you'll be like a champ it's not too bad we're going from oregon to pa where we got a fucking ridiculous story about a poor little eight pound bichon that's a dog they got carried about four miles away after it got snatched up by an eagle. By our mascot. Our mascot just snatched this fucking dog up. The thing that caught me about this story right off the bat was the quotation. Now, her brother was watching the uh, the dog out in the backyard. And uh, he noticed the eagle flying around. And then the eagle swooped down. And he said, you know, for a moment or two, it was a beautiful sight. <laughs> for those two seconds, it was like, wow. That's beautiful. And then all of a sudden he realized, oh no, it has Zoe. <laughs> Zoe, their, their little Bichon Freeze dog. Eight pound dog. And uh, apparently the brother drove around for an hour. Now, it doesn't say if the the uh, sister wasn't around when this happened. Okay. So I'm imagining he was watching the dog while she was away or something. You let the dog out for five minutes and it gets snatched up by an avian fucking monster. So he drives around for an hour frantically looking for the sign, for any sign of the dog. And then he, he just gave up and he called his sister to break the news. It's like, uh, yeah, I don't know. It happened so quick. <laughs> Shit got carried off. Uh, I didn't have yeah. the gun. I, I'm I, just going to say, it's always gone. <laughs> That's a, like, I, I'm imagining this dog is a good size, though. It's like, a, it's a small dog, but that's like, it would have to be a big bird to carry this dog off. Well, you know, eagles have, like, a lot of power, man, so they could probably pick up a dog twice her size, I'd imagine. She's only eight pounds. That's pretty little, man. I mean, think about eight pounds. You could chuck that probably a good 50 to 100 feet. It's like a raccoon, I'd say. Like, uh, an eight-pound dog is probably... Put like, a handle on that dog. I'm guaranteeing you. I can vault that thing a good 50 to 100 feet. <laughs> you shot pit, putting it, dogs now? Yeah. Eight pounds? Well, I'm thinking like a bowling ball. Like, a bowling ball is probably about eight pounds. So nah, that's, that's they go, a male's bowling ball is like 15. Okay. Huh. So it's like, you know, almost double. Maybe I, I, can't, I can't figure this out. Like, what's the... Uh, Wing speed velocity of an American bald <laughs> eagle carrying a uh, Bichon Freeze. We're gonna have freeze. to Google that. Is this an African <laughs> eagle? No, it's an American eagle. No, it's American. Is it bald or is it brown? It, it grabs it by the husks. I think is how uh, this works out. <laughs> so you know, the, he gave up. He told her she was heartbroken, of course, but uh, not just like about the dog, like or like you know her her love for the dog, but her granddaughter apparently loved. Oh the dog. fuck! So she had to break. There's a kid involved. They just, you know, she called her husband, and they, they devised some plan to search, but uh, they kept searching for the dog. They couldn't find it. But apparently, luck would have it that somebody else had found the dog. And uh, that's when they saw a Facebook post after they found the dog looking for, you know, like all lost dogs on Facebook and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And they, she called her. She's like, I got your dog. You know, and they couldn't believe it. She found her on the side of the road, like, 
okay, you know, a little cut up, but really not bad. There was no like crazy injuries that required surgery or anything, which is surprising wow. for a dog. They got picked up by these razor sharp talons, right? And fucking carried for four miles. You think you'd find like three puncture wounds in the side or something, or like six? Yeah, two on either yeah, side. No, no. Apparently the dog, you know, just had minor injuries, a few missing patches of fur, some bruises, but really otherwise in good health. <laughs> Damn. Very fucking lucky. Very lucky. And uh, now the dog's back home recovering. It's almost a fucking s- midday snack for that eagle. Almost, man. But he, uh, like the article says, he bit off more than he could chew. <laughs> I bet he. I bet that uh, dog never thought he'd fly, though. Yeah, never man. Never in his right? life. Yeah. I don't know if he took it the pleasant way. Apparently, the dog doesn't want to go outside now. <laughs> oh, shit. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> Getting snatched. He'd be, like, looking over his little shoulder the entire time. Like, oh, God. Like, never never gonna be comfortable outside again you sky demons <laughs> what would you do like if a griffin just showed up and fucking snatched you up and brought you five miles and it probably dropped you a good yo good i would down. i would not go outside without a knife held over my shoulder at all times God. like or a Jesus. sword fucking broad oh, sword. so uh we're, we're continuing the flights with uh some disturbing flight experiences with a flight from Chicago O'Hare International Airport to Hong Kong, which was grounded after a man defecated and made a mess of two bathrooms. <laughs> now, oh, we, we cover a lot of airlines. <laughs> Same guy, different bathroom. Yeah, you know, that, that's just the tip of the iceberg here. We, we talk about airline travel a lot on this podcast and just how stressful and cramped it can be. One man messing up both bathrooms? Everyone on that flight probably wanted to kill this guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, well, dude, how would you feel? It's like everything is annoying when you're on an airplane. Oh, yeah. Like, it's so annoying. You're crammed in this little tube with a shit ton of people. Breathing and now some asshole farts. just broke both of the bathrooms on deck. Yep. And we got fucking like eight hours left at least. Well, that's why they ended up grounding it in Alaska. So the flight was from Chicago to Hong Kong. That's a hell of a flight. And you don't want to go over the Pacific without a bathroom. The flight, uh, United Airlines flight, landed in Anchorage, Alaska at about 4.50, Alaska Standard Time, and a man was taken off of the plane and taken to a hospital for a psychological evaluation after he tried to use the lavatory, made a mess of both lavatories, and also took off the shirt he was wearing and tried to flush it down the toilet. Oh, man. I mean, we've all been in the scenario where it's like, I got to pop this shirt off. I'm going to be here a while. But you don't do that in a bathroom on an airplane. There's not enough room for you to be doing that. And furthermore, why are you trying to flush your shirt unless you, like, shit up the back of it or something? Yeah, I don't know. Like, we were talking about this, and it's like... Who flushes a shirt? I want to imagine it's a good guy that just had it like one of those crazy movie movie moments where shit just went wrong and he's just panicking and digging the hole so fucking deep that there is no recovery yep but i mean this is a straight dumb and dumber shit situation oh my god shit everywhere this man's clearly just he needs help (laughs) he's shit everywhere Look what he did! He shit all over the wall! Yeah, I, he was like I said, he was taken off the flight in Alaska. I'm assuming they I continued hope. on to their destination. Uh, he got his psych evaluation, and they just said, you know, he was uh, taken off because he was a disruptive passenger. Oh my god! My house is full of shit! And I would say, cramming the toilets full of uh, shirts and whatever else you're putting in there. 
messing up the bathrooms. That's that's disruptive enough to get you kicked off. Fuck that. Yeah. Yeah, I would say I would say so. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Just give me a whole new plane at that point. I don't even want to be on the plane after that. I mean, what did they do? Did they remove everybody and then like maintenance to the bathrooms and then bring everybody back? It, the way this is written, it almost sounds as if they just took him off and continued on. It's like, eh. Yeah, we just pulled his shirt and all his shit out of the fucking toilets, and uh, we're good to go, everybody. We're going to be taking off in about uh, ten minutes here. Yeah, it's pretty terrible. That's that's a nightmarish uh, plane situation for you. I, I wouldn't want yeah. to deal with that at all. Well, we're going from one nightmare to another nightmare, and this occurs in Tampa, Florida. Now, a Florida contractor says he was attacked while he was uh, doing some fire safety inspections on an apartment by a bobcat. <laughs> a fucking bobcat in an apartment he is like he is the way he's portraying it is it's he's affected man he is like really he's hurt from this bobcat it has physically hurt him which i can't find any details about how bad there's no like proof of the injuries apparently what, eviscerate his calf <laughs> but he like the way he's playing it off he's emotionally scarred from just being surprised as soon as he opened the door by a fucking bobcat hiding inside this woman's condo <laughs> Wild fucking bobcats. The owner's claim is that uh, she doesn't have a bobcat. She has a 10-pound domestic long-haired kitty named Callie. That seems a little <laughs> more likely. It does seem likely. And uh, I'm looking at a photo of her holding up Callie, and I'm going to tell you, Callie looks like she's got some devilish eyes, so I wouldn't <laughs> be surprised if she You're was not putting a pastor? the minx behind this operation. <laughs> Possibly. I mean, I know that, like, I, I have, we both have cats. My one cat, he, yeah. if he sees strangers, he books it. The other cat, yeah. she'll go up and get pet. So, like, you know, mm-hmm. they all have all kinds of personalities. Yeah, like, well, the th- this story is kind of confusing. It goes back and forth between, the you know, two different stories here. It doesn't here. seem to tell you who's right. But, but, yeah, it really doesn't. But one thing that I picked up on was that uh, the owner had said that she came home and her cat seemed a little distraught. Like, uh, one of them was hiding under the bed. Okay. She has another cat that's a, it's a black cat, and she knew that wasn't the cat that he was describing because okay. he had described a cat that was spotted and whatnot. And uh, she said that cat was under the bed, and the other cat wouldn't wouldn't come near her. She was running, you know, around. Okay. Like, away from her. So, I mean, I wonder if this guy did something fucked up and then got attacked by the cat, like, on his face, and he had to explain it. Like, why did he get attacked by a cat? You know. Maybe. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to milk it a little more. It's also weird because he shouldn't be in the apartment alone. Yeah, that's one thing I didn't know is, like, maybe, like, they didn't give the warning. There's got to be some kind of clause that, like, covers you. Because I know, like, in New York, your landlord has to give you, like, a 24-hour notice yep. if somebody's going to come to your house to do any maintenance. Same with California. You know? Or, well, where, did, where this was Florida, so I'm not sure. This was Tampa, yeah. But either way, they should have the landlord be in there as well, not just some strange. Yeah. Maybe the cat was doing his job. Was you... fucking guarding the house. Yeah. Fuck yeah, a cat. Dude, an attack cat? That's what you want when attack you get a cat. Attack bobcat? Yeah, she says, like, you know, the lady says, she's not denying that he got scratched, you know? Yeah, it might have. But uh, what was he doing that got him scratched? Right? You should have had a witness. I'm, st- I'm on the lady's side. Should have I'm with the crazy there. cat lady, man. <laughs> I've got to say. But, uh, you know, she had her house inspected um, by the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission, and there was no bobcat. There was no proof that the bobcat was ever there. No bobcat droppings. And obviously a bobcat is at least twice the size of this little harmless Callie. Yeah, I don't so. think he knows what cats look like. I think that's I, the I, issue here. <laughs> it was big. It was a mountain lion. You mean bobcat? Yes, one of those. <laughs> <laughs> 
looks like some kind of feline. I mean, 10 pounds, it looks like a big cat, so I mean... I, oh, that's all his claws. He does have long hair, so his body's a lot bigger than he really appears. Yeah. Know, he really is. That's, appears to be that's ridiculous. <laughs> we're, we're talking about a different kind of attack now. This uh, In this next article, we have a sumo wrestling champion sentenced for hitting an opponent with a karaoke remote control. Wait, he smuggled it into, like, the, the circle? No, this was during karaoke. <laughs> this was oh, like, okay. This was okay. a couch man like, oh, we hit him with the chair. Like, <laughs> he just pulled out a fucking illegal weapon. This shit's getting dramatic, man. Right. So <laughs> the ref uh, wasn't looking. At, he was fined thousands of of pounds, uh, British pounds, after hitting a junior wrestler with a karaoke machine remote control. The former grand champion. Let me try this. Har Haru Mahuji <laughs> Kohai. 33 was ordered to pay 500,000 yen which is approximately 3,280 pounds which I'm not sure what that is in dollars uh, what was it? 3,280 British pounds he was fined for assaulting the rising sumo star Taka Noah Yoshimori he's 27 few years younger four, than him. Four thousand dollars. This is another passing the torch situation. It sounds like either that or yeah. he's interrupting him during the song, which you don't interrupt <laughs> him during that. his ballad. Nah, especially if he's a sumo, a big sumo wrestler, right? <laughs> and, and I guess these these sumo wrestlers they're quite uh, famous in in Japan. They, yeah, uh, they they're big stars. Respect. Like people people know who they are. So this, this is big news over there. He uh, yeah. He began slapping and hitting the young wrestler with the remote control for checking his phone. <laughs> that that was the grand offense God. that he that he committed. Yeah, I, I could see it. It's like a culture built on respect, and this guy just like wasn't paying attention to his karaoke moment. So he he really just fucking took it out the only way he knew. Aggression. What's uh what what song do you think the sumo wrestler who attacked the other sumo wrestler was singing when he was so rudely interrupted by this phone? Nonsense. I see, I could see, I could see like fly like an eagle. Okay, that'd be a good yeah. one. Maybe fly free bird. God, eagle, eagle, eagle. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Could I be don't know. Free as a bird now. Get off your phone. Like, <laughs> get off your phone now. It's like, come on, man. It's, it's a this. minute fuck. song. Like, fuck. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. Not yeah. check my texts for the entire like ballad. Yeah. So, he was found guilty of assault, and his lawyer released a statement on his behalf. He said, because of this incident, my life as Haryumur... Try again. Haryumafuji is now set to be sharply different from what I thought it would be. I have a feeling of chagrin, to be honest, but the responsibility is all mine. I don't know. People get in fights. It's like an MMA fighter getting in a bar fight. Fucking shit oh happens. Oh, my God. Poop. People shouldn't fucking uh, interrupt you while you're singing Rocket Man. That's a yeah. grave offense. Yeah, fuck no. You never interrupt a man singing Rocket Man because he's got some balls to be singing Rocket Man in, in the, the first, first place. place. Yeah, seriously. You don't fuck with him. Yeah. Well, we're staying into international news. And in this story, we're talking about the world's most expensive vodka, which is uh, coming in at about $1.3 million. Damn. Now, not only are we talking about the most expensive vodka, but we're talking about how it was stolen and also shown up empty on a construction site. (laughs) Damn. Now, you might get crazy worried right off the bat, but uh, 
the bottle is what's worth the money. Oh, it's not the vodka? No, the vodka is probably worth a good amount of money, but uh, luckily the guy that had the bottle has more of that vodka. But the bottle itself is like a commemorative piece, and it's made out of gold, silver, and features a diamond-encrusted cap. Yo, someone just straight up stole that shit, drank Drank it, it. threw the mad expensive bottle with full of gold and silver and shit on the ground and left. Yeah, 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 like... Well, I wonder if it was just some asshole that thought, like, maybe the bottle was just fake gold and diamonds and shit and was like, ha, 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 the, the wealth is in here. You know, I'm <laughs> not going to be able to sell it without getting caught, so I'm going to drink it and enjoy it, you know? Yeah, they got shit-faced so. drunk. Oh, it, it is know? a fancy-looking bottle. Holy shit. It's a beautiful bottle, dude. It really is. It's a crazy bottle. and It's, um, like, straight-up gold. It's decorated. Yeah, it's decorated with leather. The reason this bottle was made was to commemorate the century... What, how do you say that? Centenary? C- uh, cent- centenary or... Cent- yeah, yeah, 100th mark of the yeah. company's factory being open. And uh, so basically, the front is decorated with leather. It has a replica of the radiator guard used for Russo-Baltic cars, huh. which is, you know, Russian. Um, it's The cap is shaped like a Russian imperial eagle and encrusted with diamonds. Yo, I need to get yeah. that. Yeah. Yo, the best cool. part about this... This fucking bottle was featured on House of Cards as a gift from the Russian president to his U.S. counterpart. Huh. So, so is, this a, is this one that you can, like, actually buy, like, somewhere? No, no, you can't buy this. Um, it actually just happened to be out on loan to a bar that had a, in De- a wow. bar in Copenhagen, Denmark. Had it on loan because the bar had been displaying a bunch of, like, very expensive vodkas and stuff. <laughs> Some loudmouth and- bartenders just like, yeah, all those bottles are super <laughs> expensive. <laughs> They're that one alone. right there, $1.3 million. <laughs> oh, man. I, I really want to know. That's a crazy it, the person, story. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's so interesting to think about what could have happened with that bottle and why it happened as it did. Or, you know, if somebody was planning to melt it down or something, and who knows? Well, moving on into our funny clip, we actually have one that happened in a bar. This probably happened oh. around New Year's, I'm guessing. New Year's or Ooh. Christmas. It's a brutal clip. We have some fun with fireworks going on, people. You gotta be careful. Have you ever wondered what would happen if you put a sparkler in your mouth? No, because I would never fucking do that because I know what a sparkler does. Well, thank goodness someone thought about it because we have some awesome video of a man doing just that. And the the interesting <laughs> thing is at the point at which he tries to rip it out of his mouth, it looks like the part that's actually sparking comes off in his mouth it's fucking horrible and i i feel the hurt watching it like i literally Ah, he opens his mouth and it looks it looks like he's eating a light bulb it's like just lit up in the back of his fucking throat it's so terrible now this just further proves my point that no good idea ever comes when you're in a bar yeah i mean you got to be careful man you're not thinking you're not thinking when you're in a bar this guy wasn't thinking at all intoxicated nobody's sober going to a bar right if they are, I don't know. You need to get checked up. <laughs> so we're going to be posting that up on our Facebook page. We'll also put it up on Instagram on Wednesdays. That's when our funny clips always go up there. You'll be sure to check that out, our funny sparkler eater over here. And right before we get to our movies, here's a word from wow. a fellow podcast. This is Full Starts, the show about those presumptuous pictures that studios were sure would spawn a franchise, but didn't. Back on Eternia, yeah. Skeletor sort of locates the key on Earth mm-hmm. with Google Maps. <laughs> and then 
asks where his mercenaries are. He's had to walk past those mercenaries to get into the room. Yeah. Guys, Skeletor is rude. Go on. Okay, go on. Film does not know what mercenaries are. Evelyn assembles them, but then introduces them to Skeletor as his finest warriors. Are they his warriors, or are they freelancers? Okay, name them. Beastman. Come on. Come on. There's at least one. There's one that's an easy one. I know. Because some motherfuckers are always trying to ice skate uphill. Blade. Thank you. That's two. Uh, <laughs> the fact that we were able to name two you named characters two. in this you, film you were able to name two. instantly uh, uh, makes it better than Planet of the Apes. If you like that, you can hear more on iTunes, SoundCloud, Twitter, and Facebook at Full Starts Pod. All right, so to start off our movie suggestions, I'm talking about Netflix original movie Death Note. Now, this is based off of an anime of the same name. And I, I really enjoyed this movie. It was one that I kind of I watched in like two parts. It was it was a little long, I, I would say, for you know the plot. But I think it ended okay. well. It wrapped it up very well. The actors were really good in it. The I don't know if you watched Boardwalk Empire at all. Um, Loved it. The brother who was the who was a cop. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. he played the father in this. He he was okay. really good as the father. I like that actor a lot. The main character Light Wolf, or I'm sorry, Light Turner, uh, is played by Nat Wolf, who has been in a number of other stuff I've seen him in. The Intern, Paper Towns, Ashby, Behaving Badly, Palo Alto. So he's he's had a storied career here in the movie industry, and I really liked him as in his portrayal of Light. Now, what Death Note is about? It's a high school student named Light Turner who discovers a mysterious book that has the power to kill anyone whose name is written within its pages and launches a secret crusade to rid the world of criminals. And he sort of goes on that path to do as much good as he can with this power to kill bad. But in doing so, you know, he kind of makes himself into... So he comes into a moral question of, like, is, is killing for good really bad? You know. Okay. What started it? Does it cover like the the, the Death Note book? It's actually a physical book that is um, haunted, kind of, or controlled by a demon named Ryuk, uh, spelled R Y U K, and it's this big, creepy uh, demon-looking dude with jet black hair that's slicked back, and he's all spiky and stuff. Um, that's kind of where the anime angle of it, I would say, comes in. And he passes this book along to people, and he's he tell there's rules with this book. There's like hundreds of rules, like you know you can okay. uh, write someone's name in it, and uh, you can tear it out and burn the page if you don't want to actually have it happen. So like there's different things that you can and can't do. Another rule is if you don't write anyone's name in it for 48 hours, the book transfers to someone else. Like randomly? Yes. Uh, well, at the discretion of the the demon Reeve. I guess. Oh, damn. So it attached itself to somebody. Yep. And the demon isn't necessarily your friend. He's not a pet. He's not someone that you should really trust. He's there. He's in it for the kills, if you will, instead of the thrills. Was this a Netflix original? No, right? This was an anime that was written into a screenplay. Um, Screenplay was by Charlie... Par- Parla Panet. I'm not even gonna try. It was written by uh, two two people for Netflix. Okay. Adapted from the anime. So, but it is a Netflix production. That's what I rather. I, I admit. Yep. And That's yeah, awesome. I, I really enjoy killing it. it. Netflix. You know, it's it's a little. I I think some of the anime stuff doesn't translate exactly well into yeah. 
like what well, an American so audience hard. would want to see. There's certain yeah. uh, points where you know they're doing stuff and it's they're having a conversation that's I would say a little deep for like a high schooler in a way. And, and okay, but again, it's a movie. There's a demon. It's fantasy. So so you got to take it all with a grain of salt. It got a four point six out of ten on IMDb, which that's not not really that good. And yeah, um, but again, can't I mean, always trust it. Can't always trust it. And on the tomato meter, it got a thirty nine percent with an audience score of twenty five percent. So I think Suck really it. you got to kind of be familiar with the anime and like have a bit of an understanding of that before jumping right into this and i feel like the same thing is gonna end up happening with attack on titan i believe yeah they're they're making the live action of that that's gonna be a rough one because that's one of the biggest animes of all yeah yeah it's definitely a popular one so i I don't know it's just it's like if they took dragon ball z and did a live dragon ball z movie notice how that hasn't been achieved yet by mainstream fucking you know in in the united states and there's almost i would say a reason to it because it's like certain Mm -hmm. things don't adapt over Pokemon into live yeah there's no there's never gonna be a live Pokemon besides there like, shouldn't be Pokemon there is, I'm probably most likely I'm gonna say I'm not gonna watch it yeah and if I do I'm gonna acknowledge that I said this <laughs> <laughs> so I mean that's Death Note give it a try it's on Netflix mm. I I enjoyed it it's uh you gotta suspend your your disbelief a little bit because like you know it's a magical book where if you write people's names yeah. they die so yeah and I got a movie that's gonna be a similar like you know, warning ahead of time, like uh, bright. It's a movie that I uh, found. We both talked about it. You were actually about to pick it too. I kind of stole this from you. Yep. Um, it's a Netflix original featuring Will Smith and Joel Edgerton. Fucking, I gotta say, starting off, you know, this film received a lot of hate f- from the critics, uh, a lot of fans too. It's an odd concept. It's an odd concept, okay? It's a movie that occurs in present time, but it also features like humans and mythological creatures. So you know where that goes you know it's hard to pull that off right and i've got to say there's a couple cringeworthy moments in the movie i'll just say one off the bat that i remember was uh there's a fairy in the beginning and in this world fairies are kind of like varmin pests that are just pain in the dick and this fairy's like fucking with will smith's bird feeder on his house oh yes i saw this in the trailer actually he goes outside and he's like gonna deal with this shit and he whacks the fairy down to the ground and he says fairy lives don't matter today motherfucker <laughs> so like there's the tie-in to current culture with it that's kind of cringeworthy right at that moment like stupid things like that like, right but other than that i didn't notice anything else that was really too bad okay and i i really enjoyed the way they did the effects i really liked the storyline they the makeup between. looked really cool on a lot of yeah, the characters the way that joel edgerton came out as an orc was amazing you couldn't recognize him at all I really liked, you know, they touched on social issues in a lot of different ways that I did enjoy, too. And, um, you know, the, the movie occurs with Will Smith being the main character as, and followed by Joel Edgerton and their police officers. And uh, Joel's the first orc, you know, police officer. So it's a big deal. And uh, it starts out with that. And then internal investigations get involved trying to turn the partners against each other. And that goes on this whole crazy arc all involving magic which is outlawed in this world you know it's what i like to imagine it is is like skyrim took an advanced 2000 years into what we are you know so it's present day la that this all occurs which is really cool too you know i love that it's a perfect fitting for it right you know it's it it looks really interesting i'm definitely gonna watch it mm -hmm. soon 
yeah, you see a separation of, like, classes. You know, the orcs apparently chose the wrong backing 2,000 years ago at a, ma- a major war oh, between, like, okay. some dark lord and shit. So, so it's got some history to it. Yeah, and you see that the orcs are really treated shittily in, in you know, the community. Elves are all rich. So there's really some social class issues that are going on that you can, like, you know, okay, identify that's with interesting. present day playing on. So I thought that was really cool how they did that. That's why it was so hard for this orc to become a cop. He's the first cop right. ever orc, you know. He's always it's crazy. And he's a good guy and they're just expecting him to be a bad a bad dude because orcs are looked down on. Okay. He wants to break the barrier. A lot of themes being played with it sounds like. Mm. Yeah, and I really enjoyed that. I've got to say this is one of the best movies I've seen in the last few months. I really enjoyed it. I was very surprised that a lot of people hated it. You know, it's all what you overlook, you know, mm-hmm. if you want to be a critique and tear apart something it's easy to do that you know oh, yeah. but it's all on a bias no matter what you say it's all your own personal view so my opinion is just i liked it myself you know and uh check it out you know you might like it yeah do you want to should i hit them with the uh the numbers yeah well yeah hit them with them they're not too good i'll tell you that well 6.5 on imdb out of 10 mm. Yeah, not, not too bad. Better than tomatoes. what I suggested. Rotten Tomatoes. It said twenty eight percent, but the audience score was eighty seven percent. Which is nice because that that means that some people are on you know able to look past the bullshit. They're on your side with that, definitely. So yeah. definitely check out Bright. Check out Death Note, both on Netflix. Netflix originals, well, or or adaptations in in Death Note's case. Um, they're available for as long as they're up on there. So check them out. Check them out. So now we're getting on to the Wheel of Weird. That's really fucking weird. This is uh, where we take a person, place, and thing from the Wiki Unusual page. Matt has a little spinner that he spins and whatever it lands on for person, place, or thing. We are going to talk about. We have some interesting ones picked out. As Matt spins the spinner and sees what it's going to land on, I will tell you the names of our person, place, and thing. For person, it's actually a group of people. It's the Biotic Baking Brigade, so maybe we'll get to hear about them. For place, it's Uthan or Belmont Island. Where could that possibly be? Maybe we'll find out. For thing, we're talking about hate beak. See what happens. What we're gonna end up uh, landing on here? How's it looking, Matt? What's our What's our spinner telling us? Well, we landed on our thing, and I've got to say, I couldn't be more fucking pleasant about this. Yeah, hell yeah! I'm super happy that we landed on our thing. That is Hatebeak, and Hatebeak is a death metal band formed by Blake Harrison, Mark Sloan, featuring Waldo, a Congo African gray parrot. It's the only <laughs> band to have an avian vocalist. And I had known about this one ahead of time. I love Abeek. I saw them go viral on social media way back. And uh, it's, an, it's an African gray parrot, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Congo yeah, African yeah. gray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's fucking awesome. They uh, they digitize his screaming, and it's pretty funny. Abeek is signed to Reptilian Records. They don't tour um, because <laughs> they don't want to torture the bird. But the band split up in 2009 and reunited in 2015. Birds live a while. Nice. That's right. I forgot. They're Dude, around for 100 years. <laughs> yeah, especially African Graves is the smartest parrot as well. The band's sound has been described as a jackhammer being ground in a compactor. Oh, my God. Aquarius Record Magazine. That's brutal. Uh, called Hate Beak Furious and Blasting Death Metal. 
Hatebeak made its second it. record with Canis, a band whose lead singers were two dogs. Hatebeak's goal was to raise the bar for extreme music. That's really, that's legit. I'm going to check out the dog band. Uh, I, they get an honorable mention in the Wheel of Beard. That's great. I haven't checked that out, but I can imagine it. I I guess they played they played a cu- with a couple of other bands before. I, I clicked on one called Pig Destroyer. I thought we'd have a pig, but it's just actual dudes. <laughs> ah, damn. They don't have a hog. Their discography includes uh, Beak of Putrefication, Bird Seeds of Vengeance, and The Thing That Should Not Beak. <laughs> That's uh, oh they have God. some awesome fucking names for their albums here. I'm really digging it. Uh, I didn't even notice the names. Fucking great. So go, They're uh, funny as hell. Go add Hate Beak on Spotify. <laughs> check them out. Support support your out. local uh, Avian Axe. And uh, while you're checking out things on the internet, why don't you stop by our Facebook? Don't forget to stop by the American Slackers group where you can chime in yourself and have conversation with all the other slackers that are out there. Also, stop by Instagram. Search American Slacker Podcast. You'll find all the promos for every show we do and a bunch of other cool images. Don't forget to stop by the main hub as well. ASPodcast.com AmericanSlackerPodcast.com Either way, you'll get there. You'll see what's up with the show. You can also find us on Twitter and Reddit at A-M-E-R-S-L-K-R That is at A-M-E-R-S-L-K-R Amer Slacker Podcast. Please also check out our YouTube. Go and subscribe over there. All of our episodes get put up on there, along with any content that we're working on into the new year here. Please rate and review us, five stars or nothing, on iTunes. Them's the rules, son. Four-star guy, hit us up. We still want to talk to you. Uh, got something and to also, say to you. And also tell a friend about the show, please. Uh, that's a great way to spread the word and get more people listening to Slacker Shit. Hell yeah. <laughs> Speaking of that four-star guy, send us an email. And if you don't know our email, it's uh, americanslackerpodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to check out the Spotify playlist. American Slacker Podcast, you'll find every artist that has been featured on the show, you know, some guests that we've had on the show, and uh, just the music review in general. So check it out. You can also become a Patreon sponsor of the show. It's a great way to help support us in what we do and help uh, grow this thing we, that we call American Slacker Podcast. And you also get a bunch of rewards with, like shout outs on the show. We're going to be adding more stuff as we go. There's a bunch of bonus content up there. It's only available to the Patreon uh, sponsors. So please think about going over there to patreon.com slash American Slacker Podcast. Don't forget to check us out on our personals. You can find me on Instagram at MWG Media. You can find me on Snapchat and my Xbox Live gamer tag at G from HP. And you can find me on all of the social media and Xbox at Landers the Plane. And until next time, thank you everybody for tuning in to the episode to Instagram Live. We love every one of you. Until next time, that's it. There you go.